as God's people, we must con continually and consistently seek to know the mind of God all the time. That's the only way we can remain in perspective, remain focused, and do His will. To live on presumption is a sin. David was so, you know, aware of this that he prayed, Oh Lord, please deliver me from the sin of presumption. But I tell you, a lot of Christians are living on presumption. Some presumption, some assumptions, they are factored in their minds how they go about their Christian life. And as far as they're concerned, that is the way it is. And the devil likes it. Because he knows that you will be putting yourself in a very big problem as time goes on. The first of today opens our eyes again to something very deep. Understanding your mission. Knowing who you are in God. People think that the greatest sin is to be a murderer. The greatest sin is to be a killer. Or to be an adulterer. Or to worship idol. That is not the greatest sin. The greatest sin is to ever come to live on this planet Earth. And after living and spending the time life God has given to you, you never struck call with a reason for coming here. That's the greatest sin. That's what is actually called transgression. To transgress is that you moved out of the way and started going in that direction. That's transgression. Not just violating the laws that should govern your life on earth here. But you transgress and the purpose for which you are here, you never achieved it. And it's one of the strongest weapons of the enemy. If he can't stop you, he can help you to be useless to yourself and to God. And he keeps you busy with things on this side of life to the point that you don't even mind whether there's anything that has to do with God's own agenda. Very, very dangerous. So Paul, today, in the, from this first reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, helps us understand something. And he, 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 he puts it in a very clear way. He said, just as the body is one, and many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. You have hand, you have eyes, you have head, you have legs, all the body, different parts, all functioning differently, but encapsulated in one body. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So one spirit is responsible for all of us baptizing to one body called Christ. He said, for the body does not consist of one member. Not one member, but many. Now you are the body of Christ. Very categorical. So in case you are confused, you are a member of the body of Christ. And individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church, which is the body of Christ, first apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, administrators, speakers in various kinds of tongues. There are many 
functions, offices that God has opened for each member of the body of Christ to fulfill his purpose while he's here. So one of the outstanding ways to know that you are growing spiritually is to come into alignment to know why you are here. The big question is, child of God, you've been serving God for years, you've been coming to church, God has been manual with the sacrament, you've been receiving Holy Communion, you are baptized, why are you here? Have you answered that question? Have you ever asked yourself this question? Have you answered it? Do you know why God brought you down here? It will be a folly that you live all your life and you never had a fair idea of it. And the shocking thing is that when that time comes for you to transit from here, as you are transiting from this realm to this other realm, one man said that your whole life from the day you were born till now, we come so open to you. You will see how you have lived your life in a matter of seconds. And you will see whether you are in accord with your destiny. That at that point, all these things that are so heavy in your mind and this whole activity that we are putting up with, these things we cherish so much, at that point of transition, it makes no sense to you again. What now matters is destiny. And that's why some, if they are sick, at that point you see them, they are struggling because they know they are traversing without accomplishing. So they are struggling to see whether they can retain some time to fix destiny. So the scripture is telling us that we have been called as members of the body of Christ in different offices. You've got to pray to ask God, why am I here? You may think that it's calling to come and do something big. It's not something big. It could be something very small. Very small. But why should you live your life on earth and not even discover it? <clears throat> How do you now know when your time comes for you? If you have finished your assignment, if you are on this side of life, it's just Jara. You know? But if you have fulfilled your destiny, when that comes, you are happy going. Many don't want to die because they are still living in presumption. Many years ago, when I, I was struck by this, after a retreat, I began to seek the face of God to know what is my mission. The first time I thought it was, okay, he has come to be a priest, so I should say mass, bless people, and all that. No. At the point again, the Holy Spirit began to drop it in my heart. You are not just a priest. There's a mission within the ambience of the priesthood I've called you to carry out. In other words, Priesthood as a vocation is not my calling. It's not my, my, it's not my destiny. Just like many will say, I'm married, I'm married, I have children. It's my destiny. No! You can be married and have children. That is an addendum. In that marriage, there's a calling God has placed upon your heart. You must discover it. And one thing that this, happen, one thing that this does is that it helps to add value to your life. Your weight in the spirit becomes heavier when you strike God with knowing why you are here. And once you know why you are here, you are like a pregnant woman. You are eight months pregnant. Nothing moves you. Others are running, you are moving quietly because you are what? You are carrying destiny. Insult will not move you. Offenses will not move you. Go and slap a woman who is eight months pregnant. Slap her. Bah, bah, bah. Will she fight you? She will just say, you, you, well done. She is going. Why? She treasures what she is carrying than the slap you gave her. 
She won't struggle. She calculates. She doesn't move around anyhow. Oh, there's party in the next, next village. Will she go? Aha. Uh-huh. People jump around and respond to all this because they are empty. They don't even know why they are here. So anything distracts them. If you insult them, they start following you. If you call them somewhere, oh, there is something going on there, whether it is in accord with their destiny or not, they just respond. You see, but once you are pregnant with destiny, you get more focused, you are more disciplined than the pregnant woman, you are more careful, you don't just respond to anything, you are more focused because your attention is what? I'm carrying a baby, I must preserve this baby. Today we are celebrating a man who fulfilled his destiny. He found his destiny, even though he was a bishop, right? He was a bishop, but he knew he was called to light up the body of Christ with the word of God. He invested his time in it. He was a man of prayer. He would go into the realm of prayer and pray until he catches the fire. Then he, when he comes, he comes to the pulpit and starts burning by sharing the word of God. To the point that people get in a rap, they'll be picking up their money from their pocket and they will not even know. And the people now named him the Golden Mount. St. John Chrysostom. He was outstanding. Being a bishop wasn't enough. He had to fulfill his destiny. Paul himself, you can see him. That the apostle was not enough. He knew. He said, I've been called to, to what? To evangelize the Gentiles. Each time Paul went to evangelize the Jews, they would beat him black and blue because he was not sent to the Jews. Peter was not sent to the Gentiles. Peter was sent to the Jews. Each time he goes to the Jews to go and preach to them, they will respond. But any day, he tries to go and preach to the Gentiles, uh-huh. he will find so much uh, resistance. St. Thomas was asked to go to India. It was there he went to evangelize. That was where his own mission was, you know, tabled for him. And so we must open our hands so that the Holy Spirit can finish his work in our lives. What is your calling? You are not without a job in the body of Christ. See the face of God. Lord, show me. He said, no, are all prophets? No. So don't think I'm being a prophet when I preach the Bible. No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. He said, some are even helpers. Helpers. Maybe in good time, we are going to take a time and digest some of this office. So you can know. There are some people whose ministry is to help. To help. Not help as charity, but help as ministry. They see they are helping as ministry. They see their help as ministry. So whether it is good or it's not good, they are what? They are giving and helping and supporting. And God will tell you either to is it a bit of help to the church or to somebody. Please, can somebody get her water, please? Hmm? So these are the dimensions that the Holy Spirit is open up to us to understand our ways. So that we don't get entangled so much and forget the reason why God has called us and has graced us so much. As the Lord has ministered to us at this, you know, uh, ministry of the word, we open up ourselves and as we receive him, let us ask him the question, Lord, who am I and what am I to do? Help me to be more specific. And if he concerns you so much, day by day, you put it as part of your prayer. Every day, every day. You don't stop until it becomes very clear in your mind. That this is what God is asking you to do. 
and then you begin to execute it. And the glory of God will not depart from you. May God bless us once and ask.